Can God change your life in the next 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. Join me for Jewish Voice and you'll discover how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes and why you need to stand with Israel. You can play a role in God's end time plan. Find out how on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. We're so glad you're with us today. We have a fantastic program for you. My co-host Ezra Benjamin is back with us and also a really dear friend. Not only a dear friend, but a dear friend of uh, my family and I'm a dear friend of his mother and father because we go way back. His name is Rabbi Matt Rosenberg. He's a second generation Jewish believer in Jesus and he's also a messianic rabbi. He leads a great congregation in Seattle. It's a, mess it's a unique messianic congregation and by the way four generation, four uh, members of the household in ministry and messianic Jewish ministry is astounding. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if there's another family in the world yeah, that has four <laughs> messianic rabbis. You're, you're, you're in a class by yourself. But talk about restoration. It's very unique. Yeah, it's a, a congregation um, in, in Seattle and we're I intentionally diverse. Seattle doesn't have a very large Jewish population compared to other cities um, in the United States, but I, I also have found in the scriptures for myself that while I'm called to the salvation, to preach the gospel for the salvation of my own people, the Jewish people, um, I, I also see often the call of Jewish believers to be a light to the nations. Um, and so we're not really just trying to reach Jewish people, we're, we're really trying to preach to anybody who will listen and um, see people from every nation come to know Yeshua. But Matt, it's, di it's different than walking into a charismatic church or a, just a, a, a typical church in general. Uh, people are going to find it very, very different. Mm -hmm. Now we're used to it, but, but unpack that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, we do, you know, our band plays, uh, you know, plays probably songs that a lot of churches play, um, but then we also uh, do a lot of Hebrew liturgy and we, we say some of the, we've kind of updated uh, very old liturgical pieces like the Shema and the different blessings of the Jewish people. Um, but our band plays them and you know, they're really upbeat and fun. And so it's a, it's a combination of a lot of different things. So you're, you're using uh, liturgy mm -hmm. that's found in the prayer, the prayer book in a synagogue, right. but you're, you're changing the melody, you're making it contemporary right. Right. and relevant for believers in Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we like to speed things up too, make things a little faster and more fun. <laughs> you get the job done really quickly. <laughs> Matt, when, when I, I obviously had a real conflict it, considering Jesus as the Messiah right. because I grew up in a home where uh, a Jew was, was defined by what you, more by what you don't believe than what you do believe because you could believe in everything and nothing mm -hmm. and still be a good Jew, but Jesus was not an option. Right. You didn't have that uh, opposition to deal with. You right. didn't have that tension. Right, yeah, I think I was uh, probably eight years old when I found out that not all Jewish people believe in Jesus. <laughs> it, and I was shocked. So it, different. It, it was a shocking revelation. Uh, but certainly in school and you know, interacting with other Jewish people growing up when, when they found out that I believed in Jesus, 
um, it was pretty adversarial, like Jews can't believe in Jesus and, you know, but I do and I did. So it, it put me in quite an awkward place in, in uh, you know, in lots of conversations. It's so strange to hear. I mean, every Jew doesn't believe in Jesus. It's <laughs> right. so different than my practice. Right. Now, Wesley, you fall in the, between us. You're yeah. in the middle. Right. You have a, 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 a Jewish father uh -huh. who was not a believer. Right. And a mother who was very committed, yeah. is very committed to the Lord. And right. Not Jewish in her background, but understood she had two Jewish sons. And uh, so I'm the Toyota Prius of, of faith. I'm the perfect hybrid, I suppose, somewhere in the middle. But it's interesting. I'm listening to these two stories. How could not every Jew believe in Jesus? And Jonathan, in your early 20s, you're going, wait a minute, there's other Jews in the world besides me who believe in Jesus? Right. And yet we all find ourselves in ministry, not only reaching Jewish people, but uh, sharing, being a blessing to the nations through our faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the good news, everyone, is that more and more Jewish people are coming to faith and recognizing That's Yeshua right. as their Messiah. It, it, greater numbers likely than any time in history since the first century. We don't have enough surveys to be able to say for certain, but we, we know that there's been a great influx of Jewish people uh, believing in Jesus. I, I've witnessed thousands of Jewish people responding to the gospel in the former Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. Matt, you really are the first fruits of the, the, our generation raising from childhood mm -hmm. uh, Jewish people that are true to their heritage but sold out to Yeshua. Mm -hmm. And you're both. Talk about that. You, you're yeah, totally yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting combination to lots of people. But for me, the identity, part of my Jewish identity is following the Jewish Messiah. And the two can't really be separated from each other. I think for some, there's Jewish identity without Jesus. For others, there's just identity in Jesus. And, and for me, they, they can't be pulled apart because they're both Do you have some Christians trying to do that, saying, hey, if you believe in Jesus, forget the Jewish? Uh, that's of the past. Sure. Do, it's gone? Yeah. Yeah, there are more questions of if you love Jesus than, and you're practicing Judaism, do you still keep the Torah? And, well, the simple answer is, of course I do because Jesus does and the disciples did and um, and you know it gets confusing as to what keeping the Torah means um, but you know there's there's things within there that are forever with the Jewish people. Yeah. Good answer of course I do it I, I follow the New Testament. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well let, let's talk about let's talk about Jesus. We, we know him as Yeshua Yep. Uh, actually, that was his given name. You said something. I thought it was great. You yeah. were. I heard you teaching. Yeah. Uh, uh, from Matthew chapter one. Yeah. Share, share that. Share that. I love it. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is obviously his English name, and of course, he didn't speak English in his lifetime, um, because he spoke Hebrew and Aramaic, probably a little bit of Greek. But he never would have heard the name Jesus, although I'm sure he's used to it by now. Is the, <laughs> is the joke. Uh, but his name Yeshua means salvation. And, you know, in, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, when the, when the angel speaks to, to Joseph and he says, you will have a son and you will name him. When it says in English, you will name him Jesus for he will save his people, you miss some of the context in English. In Hebrew, it would have been, you will name him salvation because he will save his people. And that's, um, you know, it's even in the heart of who he is, is right in his name. He came to save 
us to save the Jewish people first and then commands us to go and tell the nations that there's no other God but the God of Israel in the person of Yeshua. Jesus' very name, Matt, Yeshua, uh, is the fulfillment of his destiny, his identity to be the promised Messiah, the salvation of all Israel. And yet, for many watching today, the Jewishness of Jesus, not just that he was Jewish, but that he is Jewish and will always be Jewish, maybe is, is a profound concept you may never have heard. Matt, you've written a great book. It's just coming out this spring in 2021. Jesus never said anything new. Don't drop your coffee at home and turn off the program. What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, I think the assumption is that Jesus said, had to say new things um, and certainly was uh, like a radical innovator that mm -hmm. he came to change everything. Mm -hmm. um, but really, he taught what all first century rabbis taught because they were all teaching mm -hmm. from the same Hebrew scriptures. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a new set of things. He didn't have new, even new ideas. He came fulfilling um, what the prophets and the Torah mm -hmm. uh, called for. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't say anything new. Um, his content is not different than the rabbis, but the authority with which he speaks, being God in flesh, is a whole kind of jarring, uh, you know, it's, it's as if, I mean, if somebody stood in front of you and said, I am God, your response right. wouldn't be, that's interesting, tell me more. Right? Exactly. Your response would be, no, you're not. Exactly. Uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, I think it's not that his content was new. It's that the authority, it's like the rabbis have opinions, right? One rabbi says this, another rabbi can say the opposite, and they're both right. But Yeshua steps in to the first century and says, well, let me tell you what I meant when I wrote it. <laughs> and I gave it to Moses it's, face to face. It's such right. a compelling title right off the bat. Jesus never said anything new. Yeah. Matt, what makes it a new, the new covenant? Because it, yeah. it clearly says, I'll give you a new covenant different right. than the Mosaic covenant. Well, the first is every covenant was new. When, when God made a covenant with Abraham and, and then made a covenant to Isaac and to Jacob, there's, there's new parts of the covenant. And, and you never lose anything from a previous covenant. It only adds to the covenants that God already made um, with his people. Hmm. A new covenant, when, when Yeshua says it at Passover, is from Jeremiah chapter 31. And Jeremiah is very clear. The new covenant is to the house of Israel and the house of Judah, or the Jewish people. That's right. And so when, when Jesus says it with his disciples, they're all thinking Jeremiah. And, uh, you know, the, the new covenant is in his blood. There's a new peace to it. But it's not new in the sense that it's totally surprising and we've never heard it before. It's, it's new in the sense that it's happening right in front he, of their he faces. He may ne never have said anything new, but you have with this book. And I, I really <laughs> want to get it into your hands. We want to get it out to you. I want to encourage you to become a Shalom partner, monthly partner, and help us to transform the lives of Jewish people and their neighbors. You can make a difference, and you can make it now. So please respond to this opportunity to partner with us. Here's how. As you are learning today, there is still so much to know about our faith and about Jesus himself. In his intriguing book, Jesus Never Said Anything New, Rabbi Matt Rosenberg builds the case for why the Jewishness of Jesus is as relevant for Christians and Jews today as it was 2,000 years ago. As you join us in supporting Jewish Voice with a one-time gift of $40, we'll send you Rabbi Matt's book, 
And we'll also include Rabbi Jonathan's fascinating teaching on DVD, The 10 Biggest Lies About Jesus. These two incredible resources will give you a new understanding and perspective of our Messiah from both the Old and New Testaments. Don't miss this opportunity to receive both of these outstanding resources as you support Jewish Voice Ministries with a one-time gift today of $40 or more. Jonathan is encouraging you to join him as a new monthly Shalom partner. Your continued monthly gifts are vital in providing the ongoing support so desperately needed to keep Jewish Voice outreaches touching the lives of so many hurting people. As you make an ongoing commitment and become a new monthly Shalom partner with a gift of just $30 today, Jonathan wants to say thank you for your consistent support by sending you this framed reproduction of an ancient Hebrew manuscript of Isaiah 53.5. This scripture is replicated on an aged parchment-like background with the English text below. The beautifully framed artwork shows the true revelation of the Messiah from the Old Testament. Again, you will receive all of these resources for your generous support of just $30 a month. Your gift today can change a life, providing the opportunity to not only meet their physical needs, but also the chance to share the love of Jesus in a very real and personal way. You may not be able to come to Ethiopia, but you can send us and you can save the life of a child. You can turn a mother's hopelessness into hope, despair into joy. Call our 800 number now and let our representative know what level of giving you would like to participate in. If you prefer, you can always choose to give online at jewishvoice.tv or you can simply text JVMI to 474747. You can also donate by mailing your gift to the address on the screen. Thank you for your generous support of Jewish Voice and for making a difference in so many lives through your sacrifice. Now, let's rejoin Jonathan, Ezra, and Rabbi Matt. Welcome back. My guest today is Rabbi Matt Rosenberg. What a compelling discussion. Here's a statement that you're, you're making to the, to the church, to everyone. Jesus never said anything new. Unpack that one for us. Right. It's really everything he says is old. Profound. But the person who's saying it being uh, the visible image of the invisible God and the fullness of God in human flesh speaking um, to the people um, is a promise. So it's not new, but it's certainly exciting and jarring. And are you really the one we've been waiting for? Um, is, you know, is, it, it's, it's, it had to be an incredible experience. Well, let me tell you the picture that's coming to mind as you say this. Rabbinic Judaism is about arguments, uh, actually screaming matches in some cases. Right. This rabbi said that, this one said this, this one. But, but Yeshua is, is the guy who, who came to earth. He's the God yeah. who came to earth and he's saying, let me tell you what this really means. Yeah, I mean, I that's mean, intense. Even more specifically, he's, he's saying, I'll tell you what I meant when I wrote it and <laughs> when I spoke to Moses face to face and handed it to him. Like it, it's not, uh, A.W. Tozer says it this way. He said, Jesus never spoke in opinions. Right, like, that's good. He doesn't have an opinion. He's the authority and he's dealing with opinions 
uh, of people. I mean, we all have theological sure. opinions, sure. right? I know some things. I'm guessing on some other things. And, and I, Jesus doesn't guess. He just says, well, I'll tell you what I meant when I wrote it. So you're dealing with the concept from John 1, right? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He right. is the embodiment of the Word. Therefore, he has every right to explain its meaning. Yeah. Right. And yeah. before Abraham was, I am. Right. Yeah. Which wasn't well received. Sure. Right. But, well, by some of the rabbis, it was always well received by the people. And what the people who are listening are shocked by, it says several times in the Gospels, is the authority with which he spoke because he didn't teach like those who teach the law. But it's usually seen as like he, the Pharisees and the Sadducees are his enemies, but that's not what it means. It's just simply the statement of he doesn't speak in opinions, he speaks as if he's God. That's scary. That is scary. But <laughs> right. Matt, you're saying, you're saying, I think clearly, Jesus didn't create a new religion. He didn't come to create a right. new religion right. or a new faith. Yeah. Let me ask another one. Maybe at home, you're, if you're a good Sunday school, if you are or were a good Sunday school student, maybe you understood uh, the teaching of the Gospels to kind of be Jesus versus the rabbis, right? Or Jesus versus the Pharisees, kind of this superhero match. Let's see who's going to win. Right. But actually, Jesus didn't come diametrically opposed to the Pharisees. No. Explain that a bit. Well, if you think about them being the leaders of the Jewish people and they're given authority to lead the Jewish people, who were they given authority by? Well, if Jesus is God, he's actually the one that gave them authority to lead. Hmm. So when he comes in, he's challenging them as brothers, not as enemies. And he's saying, you know all these things, and, and many of them are good, but there's some things that you're taking in the wrong direction. And I'm like the prophets before him. Sure. I'm, I'm here to correct you. So he's coming to reform, not to throw away. Yeah, the idea, I think, for a lot of people is he's, uh, he's, a, he's a radical innovator, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're the legalistic, Judaism is legalistic, and the rabbis are legalistic, and he comes to show them grace. But mm -hmm. rather than uh, a radical innovator, it's really he's a divine restorer. What is he restoring? He's restoring the Jewish people back to himself as wow. God. But he's doing, he's, he's doing nothing different than the prophets before him. Right. He's doing it with a different level of authority. Right. He's the prophet of prophets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's the one we were waiting for. Yeah, man, I, we, I've got to camp on this because this is huge. Be, what you're, we're talking here about the, the, the root of anti-Semitism. Right. From a biblical perspective, from a, a, a treatment of the Bible yeah. where the Pharisees become the bad guys. They're the, they're the, they're the enemy. They're the evildoers. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is, is coming to rebuke them and start something new. This will be taken from you and given to another. This whole thing is, is a, family, a family issue. Right. And it's, really the Gentiles become the outsiders then. Right. The, er, the, the early Christians, as they separate from the family, from their Jewish roots, mm -hmm. and they now have a fence against, they claim Jesus, and the Pharisees are the bad guys, right. the Jews. Right, right. And it, it actually comes, you know, in the Gospel of John in English, it often says the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. But in Greek, it's actually better if it said the Judean leaders. Hmm. Like, it's a very specific group. It's not the Jews. And people often believe. Um, in fact, I, I'm, my, my next idea for a book is, uh, is the Jews did not kill Christ. And then the subtitle is and other frustrations of a messianic rabbi, because it's, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it becomes an issue of 
the culpability of the Jewish people rather than what Yeshua, I mean, he's clear that his mission in coming to earth, even to Matthew 121, even in his birth, was to save his people. And then he gives us the responsibility to go and tell everyone in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends yeah, we the become earth. the agent of the, this, the redemption of the world. Right. I, I really don't want you to miss this point because most of you watching love Israel, love the Jewish people, and you need to be speaking out about this. The Jews, the Jews, even the Pharisees are the evildoers. No, Jesus came among his own people, and uh, he came for them. He was sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's his earthly mission. So we have a, you have a mission of restoration here. That's right. That's why we called our congregation Restoration. Good choice, my friend. <laughs> and and you, you've been saying so much. Jesus never said anything new that you turned it into a book, which I'm so proud of you. Thank it's you. a big project. And it, it, the book may say Jesus never said anything new, but you're saying some new things that need to be heard. Uh, we want to make this available to you. Matt, just... What are people going to find, and why should they get the book? I mean, the, the hope is that people, in understanding the Jewish context of Jesus, would grow deeper in their relationship with Jesus, both Jews and Gentiles. And it's really not, I'm actually not saying anything new. Uh, I, I think I'm saying things that the disciples understood, that the first century Jewish believers understood, and over the centuries, Jewish context got lost, and we live in a day where Jewish context is coming back into view for Jews and Gentiles alike. Hey, the Jewish disciples would, would say amen, but it's going to be new for you. Uh, it, it's a really great book. I've endorsed this book. I know what's in it, so I know why you need to read it yeah. and why we're making it available. Ezra, we have a lot going on in the ministry. We do. And what, you know, in a sense, Jonathan, it's an inflammatory title, and yet we are sent around the world by you as you stand with Jewish Voice through a one-time gift, through a monthly Shalom partnership with us to share that, in a way, inflammatory, reactionary, but in, in another sense, scriptural and true message about the Jewishness of Jesus, that he's for Israel, that he's for the nations, he's the Savior for all of us. You know, I th I th it brings to mind it, in Romans where it says that uh, th there'll be a fullness that comes to the Gentiles, mm -hmm. and so all Israel will be saved. God has a response, has, has a mandate on the Gentiles, mm -hmm. on, on Christians, That's right. mm -hmm. to reach back in love to the Jewish people, but the message has to change mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, you see, Jewish people don't see the Jewish Messiah. They may see your Savior, but they need to see a Jewish Messiah. This will really help you understand who Jesus really was and is, because yeah. he is still the Jewish Messiah. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And get used to it now, because <laughs> it's, it's an eternal thing. Jesus never said anything new. We want to sow this into your life along with some other resources as our way of saying thank you for standing with us as we bring the gospel around the world to remote places like Ethiopia, in Zimbabwe. There's mm -hmm. Jewish people scattered around the world that need the transforming message of the gospel. You may not be able to come, but you can send us and share in the reward. I want to encourage you, become a Shalom partner today. Become a monthly supporter. God will bless you. More importantly, you'll be a blessing to the Jewish people. Here's how. As you are learning today, 
There is still so much to know about our faith and about Jesus himself. In his intriguing book, Jesus Never Said Anything New, Rabbi Matt Rosenberg builds the case for why the Jewishness of Jesus is as relevant for Christians and Jews today as it was 2,000 years ago. As you join us in supporting Jewish Voice with a one-time gift of $40, we'll send you Rabbi Matt's book, and we'll also include Rabbi Jonathan's fascinating teaching on DVD, The 10 Biggest Lies About Jesus. These two incredible resources will give you a new understanding and perspective of our Messiah from both the Old and New Testaments. Don't miss this opportunity to receive both of these outstanding resources as you support Jewish Voice Ministries with a one-time gift today of $40 or more. Jonathan is encouraging you to join him as a new monthly Shalom partner. Your continued monthly gifts are vital in providing the ongoing support so desperately needed to keep Jewish Voice outreaches touching the lives of so many hurting people. As you make an ongoing commitment and become a new monthly Shalom partner with a gift of just $30 today, Jonathan wants to say thank you for your consistent support by sending you this framed reproduction of an ancient Hebrew manuscript of Isaiah 53.5. This scripture is replicated on an aged parchment-like background with the English text below. The beautifully framed artwork shows the true revelation of the Messiah from the Old Testament. Again, you will receive all of these resources for your generous support of just $30 a month. Your gift today can change a life, providing the opportunity to not only meet their physical needs, but also the chance to share the love of Jesus in a very real and personal way. You may not be able to come to Ethiopia, but you can send us and you can save the life of a child. You can turn a mother's hopelessness into hope, despair into joy. Call our 800 number now and let our representative know what level of giving you would like to participate in. If you prefer, you can always choose to give online at jewishvoice.tv or you can simply text JVMI to 474747. You can also donate by mailing your gift to the address on the screen. Thank you for your generous support of Jewish Voice and for making a difference in so many lives through your sacrifice. Now, let's rejoin Jonathan, Ezra, and Rabbi Matt. We just have another minute left. I'm gonna ask you, Rabbi Matt, to close us with the ironic benediction. This is, this is, you do it so wonderfully. Sure. Take it away. Sure, Numbers chapter six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Amen. Like father, like son. David and Helene, love you so much. You've done an incredible job here. What a legacy. Hey, if you'd like more information about our ministry, uh, I want to encourage you to go to our website, Jewish Voice. It's one word, jewishvoice.tv. You can send us your prayer requests right on the website. We have a team here at Jewish Voice committed to praying for your needs by name. We believe in the power of prayer. We care about you, and more importantly, God does. And uh, as we close, I want to remind you, God is listening, 
as you fulfill his command to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Burness with Ezra Benjamin and Rabbi Matt Rosenberg saying shalom and God bless you. Join Jewish Voice as a Shalom Partner today, and you will be part of a dedicated group committed to monthly support to provide medical and spiritual care for one person each month. Don't miss this opportunity to bless the Jewish people with your ongoing support as a monthly Shalom Partner.